365 videos in like 365 days. I think there were two days the whole year that I, I missed, but I made it up the next day with like a two two day video drop or something like that. I've just been really working really, really hard. And the last two months, my numbers have, have dropped in half. I'm talking about my channel was doing like one and a half million views a month, and it went down to like 750K. And then my subscriber count would, would be like anywhere from five to 8,000 new subscribers a month. And it had, I never had dropped all the way to like 2,000 subscribers last month. And so I realized maybe I was putting out too much content. Maybe I was doing too much. And here's the thing, like in order to keep quality, you have to delegate. So I think the quality improved and the quantity went up. Because I wasn't editing my own videos. I still don't edit my own videos. Georgie does. And it still didn't work out. So I think it was just a frequency thing. Because I stopped dropping videos so often. Now my subscriber counts are back up. Now my views are back up. I've had more views in the last 15 days. Dropping probably 7 videos. Or 6 videos. Than I had all of the last 2 months. Almost combined. That's not what this video is about. The point of that, I'm telling you guys about that, is you can't control what you can't control. It, there's no point in complaining about things that you can't control. So I just kind of tried something new and it ended up working out, but it doesn't mean I'm going to completely like slow down and do it. I'm going to continue to try to be as consistent as possible. I'm just going to be making a whole lot of videos and holding them. A whole lot of videos and holding them. And then just having a bunch of tutorials in the chamber, you know, like a month's worth, so that always have content no matter what. I have to sip, sip a little, little bit of that energy. Alright, so since I've been, like, really thinking about the channel, where it's headed, what is the mission, what's the point of this channel, it really gave me an opportunity to really think about it, right? And ultimately, this is a channel for for upcoming beginner barbers, man. Like, uh, I, I want everybody to have content that they'll like. And I think everyone should still, you know, watch it. Like, there's nothing wrong with barbers who've been doing it for a while watching these videos. Even the reactions and stuff, entertainment, or the tutorials, because it's entertaining. And there's always going to be some nuggets in them. You know that every, anybody can learn from. I mean, I've been learning in my own videos. But I really need to get back to the fundamentals and really try to continue to inspire and motivate and educate um, all these upcoming barbers, man, because I kind of lost sight of that just because of my own selfish reasons. When I say selfish, I mean like that. I was just getting bored. You know what I mean? I'm doing the same thing over and over again, not realizing it. It might be the same thing to me because I've been doing it for freaking six, seven years. But most of the day ones are already gone. You know, they're over the channel. Most of my, my viewers are new. You know what I mean? So I got to I gotta stay consistent, man. So that brings up my other point. I need to get back to being consistent with the topics and, and, and what this channel is about. And so I woke up this morning really thinking about beginner Basio, what it was, what it was like during barber school and my first year in a barber shop. I want to share that with you guys. When I was enrolling into barber school, I had decided to start my adult life. I was 20 years old. My wife was like 19. I dropped out of college, had a full basketball scholarship. I started working at Boston Market as a dishwasher and a food prep. In the morning, I come in at like 6 o'clock in the morning and then wash dishes during the afternoon so that I could, you know, make some hours. You don't need to do food 
prep that mall. And that was that was the job that I was working until I seen, you know, they were building a brand new Arby's in my area. So I, I put in a, an application there because I was like, I was thinking to myself, this is a, a fresh start and it's an opportunity where everybody's kind of like on even playing field and you can prove yourself and work your way up in the company. And I was right. I ended up becoming the general manager in like a year, year and a half or something like that. I was so naive. I was so young. I, I didn't know pretty much anything. I remember I, I used to like be so proud of it because I had a plan. I put an action behind it and I did it. But nobody else was proud of me. <laughs> and I couldn't understand it because I'm, I'm like, like, yo, I'm a GM of a store. And it's obviously it was because I was, it was a restaurant. Fast food restaurant. Your boss said you work at a fast food restaurant, bro. But I took a lot of pride in it. I learned a lot of things, and I don't knock nobody for working their way up in fast food because it's part of what made me who I am today. You know, I had all these responsibilities. You know, I was learning about leadership. Um, even though I learned about leadership playing basketball, I was learning about leadership with people who hated their jobs. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was a big factor in my life. And during that time, I enrolled into barber school because I told myself that's what I wanted to do. I had originally dropped out of college with the plan. Originally, I was going to go to barber school so that I could have a job while I was in school. And then during this time, my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, um, got pregnant. It got real, man. I'm in barber school, and it got real, bro. You're talking about poor as hell, living in, you know, income-restricted apartments where partying like crazy, you couldn't get no sea roaches everywhere, struggling, my wife was working at JCPenney, making like $6 an hour, I'm, I'm working at Arby's, I wasn't making a lot of money, you know, we were going to Amscot to pay their advances because we couldn't make our bills, I used to remember we would, we would look at how much money we had, what our budget was, and it was pretty much Little Caesars $5 pizzas every single day for dinner, because that's all we could afford, credit cards maxed out, I remember getting pulled over and crying, bro, grown man, because if this dude gave me a ticket, I was effed. Like, I would not be able to pay rent. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, in the background, we had a lot of stuff going on. I got this full-time job at Arby's. I can't quit. I'm barely making it now. We're, we're on food stamps, bro. We are getting government assistance. We are struggling, bro. I can't quit this job. I need, I need this job more than anything, right? And I'm going to barber school, but it, it's not priority, right? I'm going part-time. Here's my wife. She's pregnant. And I'm thinking to myself, F all this, I'm just going to go to the military. I got a meeting to meet up with dudes from the Air Force. It was going to be the Air Force or it was going to be um, the Navy. And my wife's like, if you do that, we're not together anymore. Pretty much she was saying, I'm not raising my kid alone because, you know, she knows all the stories of being gone and being a military wife. She didn't want that for her, for her child. And ultimately, you got to respect that. So... I was just like, man, I got to finish barber school, bro. Took me two years to finish barber school. When I was in barber school, barber school was interesting because I remember the first month I was there, I fell in love with the industry because of my teacher. It was like the first two months or something like that. You're in a, in a classroom, and you're learning theory. You're learning the basics. You're not on the floor practicing dirty, working with mannequins and stuff. I remember my teacher there, Miss Pam. She was amazing, man, Like because she not only cared about teaching and what you were learning she cared how she did it she would do demos all the time she would help but she also would cast vision into her students into thinking beyond just doing hair 
she was trying to inspire us to open schools. She was trying to inspire us to go to shows, open up real businesses and ownership. And I remember she hated the way that the school would operate on the floor. She just felt like they were taking advantage of the students and they weren't really trying to teach. And I remember nobody was teaching any of the barbers how to do hair design, you know, designs with the trimmers or whatever. Everybody wanted to learn that. That was cool as hell back then. That's when people were still getting the double edge ups, the double lineups. Some of y'all don't even know what that is. So it's just a lineup and then you follow behind it with a line. <laughs> we were learning it by practicing. Nobody was teaching us. And all of a sudden, you know, the school owner didn't like that the barbers weren't charging for the designs. And we're like, we're not charging because we need to practice. So we would charge for the haircut and designs would be included. All of a sudden, the school made it a rule that you got to charge an extra $15 for design. No more designs started coming in. We were just like, yo, if, if no designs are coming in and we can't practice because we have to charge $15 and nobody's going to pay, can you at least provide, like, materials so we can learn, like DVDs and stuff? None of that was happening. But anyways, when, when this all went down, she, you know, she kind of told us, yo, you guys should put together a petition and express yourself and stuff. And because of things like that, because she would do things that I felt were right, pretty much she's gone, right? She's, she's gone probably three months into me being at school. It really started to feel like it was a waste of time going to barber school. I, looking back at it, at that, I hated that I let something like that control my love for what I was doing. Between that going on and everything going on in the background, of my life, it almost made me quit. And I know that there's people out there right now going through similar things, if not worse, that are on the brink of just quitting. But looking back at, at myself back then, could you imagine if I would have quit, bro? Could you imagine? I, I feel like I would have been successful in some other way, shape, or form, but damn, if I would have quit, bro. I say that to say, you know, some of y'all are probably in barber school and it's not the best experience, but make it the best experience possible. Whatever you can control, but that's taking more more clients and practicing, watching YouTube videos while you're in school and practicing. Don't let the students around you who are negative take your energy. Try to become a master of your craft, man, because that piece of paper don't mean nothing if there's no work behind it. You know, I remember graduating barber school after two years. My son's now born. My wife can't work, so we lost that income. I'm at Arby's. I just needed work. So I didn't go take the state board exam. I didn't get my license. I, I graduated barber school and I had my barber school certificate, but I didn't go get my license. Pretty much your boy was living on like two grand a month. <laughs> I was desperate, bro. I started working part-time as a barber without a license. And instead of going and taking the barber exam because I couldn't afford the damn test, I get a job part-time as a barber. The owner of the shop, he knew that I graduated barber school. I showed him that. And he knew I just needed to get my license. And I'm not going to lie to you, bro. That's why I got hired at the shop. I was trying my hardest to keep my head above water. So I would work Sundays. I would work weekends. And then after Arby's, I would get off at like 4.30, 5 o'clock. I'd work to like 9 o'clock if I could. And I was just doing everything possible to make money so I could provide for my family. The weekdays were slow, but Sundays were great. I would make on a Sunday what it would take me three days to make at Arby's. I'm like, oh, man, this might be it. I'm excited, you know? I remember telling myself, if I could make on the weekends what I make in, like, a week at Arby's, 
then I can go down to part-time to um, start to transition over to the barbershop. And so it, it started happening. I went part-time, and I remember after, like, after going part-time, two weeks later, um, I gave my two weeks notice or something like that. So a month later, I'm in the shop full-time. Reality check. Boom, hit me in the face. Weekends were great. Didn't make no money during the week. So it was like being back to square one. All I had was Arby's. My wife lost her job, and we're barely, barely getting by. Looking back, there's one thing that I did right, man, is I didn't complain. I didn't tell nobody about what was going on in my life personally. My wife was doing her thing, taking care of the baby. She's amazing. The only thing that I could control were a few things. How good I got at cutting hair. I need to study, literally. Staying up to 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, just watching videos of Seth. And I know some of you guys are doing the same thing, just watching tutorial after tutorial. People are like, yo, you watching tutorials again? Bro, that's all you do. If that's you, I can, I feel you, bro. I feel you. Shout out to the female barbers as well. I feel you. I was there. Other things that I could control was showing up. I would be the first and the last out from 9 in the morning to 9 at night, every single day, seven days a week. Couldn't wait for Sundays because that was my busiest day of the week. Some of y'all could feel me. Some of you guys can't. I've seen so many barbers that I know are struggling, but I sometimes I feel like people haven't struggled enough to be in a position where they got to reach deep down and get to the point where you have to get obsessed and put in the work because mofos be complaining about money and be the first one to leave be complaining about money and you tell them hold a sign or, or work on a sunday and they look at you like like you got a, a second nose on your face you know what i mean i'm a person that struggled with everything and, and trying to get to the next level i gotta get online scheduling nobody's doing that in the shop nobody's doing it in our area I gotta get online scheduling i need to do a website so i built a website for myself i did online scheduling I had t-shirts that said boss of the bar like I was focused man focused and I remember getting a phone call shop owner he's like yo you gotta take that website down what are you, what are you talking about you're gonna build your clientele and if you leave you're gonna take all the clients shop owner was never there wasn't doing any marketing I'm not gonna complain to the shop owner this is my responsibility let me take control and I remember he called me and he told me I had to take it down bro couldn't believe it that was the first sign that I was in the wrong place but I had a sense of loyalty to him because he let me work there, you know what I mean? When I didn't have a license, I was trying to buy time, and he let me work there. But that, honestly, is what put a fire in me that I needed to go get my license. I remember one day, something happened, like my son got sick or something like that, and I couldn't make it to work. And so I called in, and I remember the shop owner was a jerk. And I was just like, bro, in a year, I've never missed a day, and you giving me a hard time over this? And then it blew up into a big thing. I was ready to quit. I let my emotions get the best of me, which was not smart. Ultimately, what that did was it motivated me even more to get my license. And I remember Perez was my, one of my business partners at Headlines. You know, he was wanting to open a barbershop. I was, like, trying to motivate him to do it. And then he brought on Danny. And then him and Danny were, like, working on it. And I was just, like, trying to motivate Perez to do it because I was going to go with him. Anyways, it, it pushed me to get my license because I knew that that was a ceiling over my head. I knew that it was controlling me. And like I said, I needed to be in control. At the moment that I got my head over water and I started making some money in the shop, and it was all because I was consistent. I was in the shop. Customer service was first. Um, I really started building my clientele, and my week started getting really busy. And I became the busiest barber in my shop probably like a year in. I got the money to go get my license. I remember I failed the first test. I went back, 
really, really studied. I did was I, I studied the state laws. I studied bacteria and disease. And I did that through a third-party website. Ultimately, that's what helped me. I could have not gone to barber school ever and just did those things, and I would have passed the barber board exam. This is why, on a side note, I put so much pressure on barber schools to do more than just the just enough, especially when you're charging people. I paid $17,000 for my barber's license back in 2010. More should have came with it. I remember I, I got my license. I got in my car, and I got emotional, man. Like, I called my wife, and she was so happy for me. I remember calling my dad. Um, he was happy for me. It took so much weight off of my shoulders, and it made me feel like like I, my life was going to change. You know what I mean? Like, my life was finally going to change. I, I'll never forget that time in my car, man, getting really emotional about that license. I, I don't know if any of y'all got emotional when you got your license. So I just wanted to tell this story, man, looking back, since we're going to really go back to the basics with this channel, especially for my upcoming barbers. And, you know, we'll, we'll definitely focus a little bit more. Uh, maybe I'll make some videos on how to make the most of your barber school, of your learning, how to learn faster, how to learn better. Yeah, we'll, we'll do some stuff, man. We'll do some stuff with the channel. Hopefully uh, you guys like this video. It wasn't a waste of your time. I'm here at the shop now. Yeah, see. Right. Yeah, it says barber. About to go in there, go cut some hair, and then um, finalize some things with, with my presentation for the CT Barber Expo. We got to go back to the early days so that we can help you guys, because it's more relatable content, I feel like. Let me know if you, you guys like the direction I'm going in the comments below. Smash the like button, all that good stuff, and I'll see you guys in the next video.